You know, we had the injuries to Kenny Clark and, and uh, you know, Mike Daniels. So, yeah, it was definitely a uh, consideration there. But with the one timeout and then, uh, you know, ability to stop the clock at the two minutes. So we, we, played, the, we played the numbers, but um, we considered taking the timeout there and going for it on fourth and two. Welcome into the Green and Gold Then and Now podcast right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, thefan.com. Look under the producer's uh, tab on the uh, top menu bar or click podcast, producer's tab. You'll find us. Obviously, you did because you're listening to my voice right now. Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb, in here with Steve Zaki and Terry O'Brien. Terry, you're back for a second stint. What, what's the matter yeah, with you? We didn't me back. We didn't drive you away the first time? Apparently not. A lot to say about this Packer season so far. Wow, you must be a masochist. Oh, my God. So, Packers uh, lose a, another heartbreaker, this time to Seattle on Thursday. We just heard Mediocre Mike talk about uh, wanting, th- thinking about going for it on fourth and two. Obviously, he didn't go for it, but in that soundbite, he gave you all the reasons why he should have went for it, Steve. He certainly did, and it it, it is a head-scratcher. And I think this, I think when we look back at this season – this is going to be one of those turning points as they, they, they have the game on uh, on NBC Sports Network that kind of reviews the, the game and the odds to say there's turning points. Not only is there a turning point in a season or in a game, there's also turning points in a season. And I think this is going to be a turning point in his career where the there's some people saying, ah, maybe he's in the hot seat. Jeff, I got to give you credit. You've been on. And Terry, too, is uh, this is a reason why I wanted to bring him on once again, is you guys were early on in what should we do with, with Mediocre Mike. And I think when we when everything is said and done, this is going to be one of those pivot, pivotal turning points in the career of Mike McCarthy at Green Bay. Yeah, I think you're right, Steve. I think that uh, he went with the safe play and uh, it backfired on him. It's so much so that even the coach kind of said, you know, Pete Carroll, who is not one of the favorite sons in uh, in, in Wisconsin or in Packers history, but you got to give him credit. I mean, he coached to win, and he and once again, McCarthy was out coached, and 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 here you here you got Pete Carroll in in the post game just actually saying, thank you for giving us uh, this that opportunity, to, you know, to win win the game. Yeah, said he was relieved that. Uh... That McCarthy punted the ball away, and yes, you're deep in your own territory. They were, what, at like they're 32 or something like that. But you're up three points. And so you punt the ball away, hoping that you can get a three and out and have it have them punt it back to you. But if you go for it and miss, you still need to force a three and out. You know, this way, you're only down by six if they get the field goal. You know, say you miss, they uh, you get uh, Seattle go three, uh, three and out, and then have to kick the field goal on fourth down. You're only down six, and you got Aaron Rodgers with time on the clock to to march you down for a touchdown. It it blew my mind because in the post game show uh, that I was working after the game and on uh, all the uh, Friday shows. You know, you got Bill Michaels, you got Gary Ellerson going nuts over Aaron Rodgers and how he cost us the game and how you can't put it on McCarthy. This one's on Rodgers because there were 
two or three plays where there was open receivers. One was Aaron Jones. You could have hit him at the 15. He could have walked into the end zone. So, yes, Rodgers missed a couple passes. It's still Aaron freaking Rodgers. You know, it's we're not talking Blake Bortles here. We're not talking, you know, uh, Nathan Peterman. You know, we're talking Aaron Rodgers. And has he been perfect this year? Far from it. But he's still, the, you know, the one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And to lay it at his feet instead of at the head coach seems a little uh, – a little folly, you know, to me. Well, Mike Florial, who's been one of the biggest critics of the Packers over the last five years, it just really eviscerates McCarthy. I yeah. mean, this is, and I just kind of want to read a couple paragraphs here real quick. Uh, he he wrote uh, on uh, Pro Football Talk on NBC Sports, he wrote, Packers coach Mike McCarthy has parlayed the absence as a traditional owner in the presence of a transcendent transcendent quarterback into the kind of job security that few other coaches enjoy. McCarthy's ability to escape scrutiny may now be coming to an end, and he has only himself to blame for it. For the third straight loss in a road game, the Packers could have won. A member of the organization took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand at a key moment. Against the Rams, Ty Montgomery defied orders to take a knee and a kickoff and fumbled away Rodgers' chance for a tie for a game-winning drive against the Patriots, Aaron Jones dropped the ball in the first play of the fourth, fourth quarter just as Rodgers was sliding into the proverbial zone. Against the Seahawks, McCarthy chose to punt on a fourth and two with 420 to go in lieu of leaving the game ball, leaving the, leaving the ball in the hands of a franchise quarterback to whom the franchise pays $33.5 million a year. And then he talks about, and then he re- wrote out the quote that we just played earlier, uh, and then Florio brings up the point, first of all, why would a timeout would would have been needed before a fourth down play? The Packers had only one left. And this is a point that Terry and I, when we were watching Packer games together, is, the, the, you know, the, 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 the timeouts, the, the needless timeouts that are called in the second half. Terry, you can expand yeah, on that the, too. Yeah, the wasted timeouts. He called the one on in the third quarter on a third down play to avoid a delay game. It's just reckless, really, is what it is. It's, and once yeah. again, there's a there's a stat with uh, wasted timeouts in the Packers' lead. It's pa- uh, wasted second-half timeouts. Packers lead the league with 14. Yeah, you know, they wasted uh, – they wasted one in the first half and two in the second half, and uh, you definitely could have used them once uh, once Seattle took the lead. And uh, you know they're not there, and it, it's the same old story. It's the same old story. And well, and this is you know, and and I heard you know Michael saying, well, you know, I like Mike McCarthy. Oh, I don't think there's too many people that don't like McCarthy, but the, and this is where you got to give Belichick such you know high you know ratings and that is is that he has been keeping it fresh his message has not gotten stale probably part of it is because he uh, the the turnover rate that the patriots have and we discussed it i think on the, on, the, on the last podcast but it's obvious that the players have tuned out and it's almost to the point you wonder if rogers is tuned out at this point yeah you know the high turnover rate uh makes it even more 
impressive what Belichick has done. The fact that he's not working with, you know, and yes, they bring in veterans. You know, you've never seen Brady throwing with two rookie wide receivers uh, or anything like that. They bring in scrap heap guys, Josh Gordon. Well, on that point, too, I wanted to bring up is, you know, Rodgers has been complaining all year about the rookie rookie wide receivers. And it's a basic thing. When you're when the quarterback is scrambling, you come back to the quarterback, and you're not seeing that with the young, these young guys. And who do you blame? You blame coaching, right? Yep. I mean, it. it how many times have we seen this where Rodgers is scrambling those guys, and only one coming back is Adams? Well, he's the guy with the most experience. But I mean, these are. I mean, especially you know, St. Brown in that comes from Notre Dame. These are big programs. These are. These, it's not like these guys are just out of high school or something. It's not like an NBA roster where you guys they're they're still learning the game. These are these these are simple things that should be handled. And it's a head scratcher. Why? And maybe this is where where Rogers is finally to the point where you know he, you know he he has always said in the past. Well, you got to earn my. You know, you have to earn my trust. And definitely the only one he trusts right now is Adams. Yeah, Adams and MVS is starting to get his trust. Uh, you know, it's the same old story, though. Aaron Jones was lighting it up in the first half and had four carries in the second half. When you're in the lead, when the the clock is your friend and you should be trying to keep the ball on the ground, uh, that's the time. the one time that you want Rodgers snapping the ball with one second left on the play clock. Uh, even though they do that on every single play all game long, which is just mind-boggling. Well, and it, well, the Seahawks also had made a defensive adjustments in the second half. They and did. Ken, Ken Norton mentioned that in the post-game press conference that you know we we changed things up and they went to more of a zone, and you see that were and were okay. They made adjustments. Where's the counter to that? Exactly. Where's the counter and? You know, when the Packers were successful on offense in the first half is when Aaron Jones was getting the ball, knocking off huge chunks of yards both in the running and the receiving game, and then you completely go away from them. It takes away any threat of play action. It lets the defensive linemen for Seattle pin their ears back and just goes balls to the wall to try to sack Rodgers. It changes the whole the whole game. Right. Well, you you saw the whole offense disappeared in the second half. They only put up three points in the second half. I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was getting a lot of pressure on him too. That he had uh, a few sacks there in the second half. I don't I don't know whatever happened. They don't seem to have any checkdown backs anymore. Well, and there's that's, there's excuses too. You know, Jimmy Graham broke his thumb. Well, Jimmy Graham has not been. I mean, how many times is he being targeted during the game? It's not as much as we thought, or, you know, in August. Right, right. exactly. And it it's certainly frustrating that we're not seeing, you know, you, you want to build a game plan to, to your strengths, and it certainly doesn't seem that way. And, and I think this is why Packer fans are being um, as frustrated with McCarthy as they have because we're not seeing, okay, we, we, we have injuries here or – we're depleted in this area. Let's work on this. And I understand, you know, and, and, and they brought it up during the game about Aaron Jones. Well, is he is he a 25 carry a guy a game? Well, at this point, 
is there any other choice? I mean, you're getting late in the year. He is, quote-unquote, as healthy as a running back is going to be at this time of the season. You got to do something. Your your back is against a wall. Yeah. Right? You know. I mean, they're, they're right now effectively out of the playoffs. Right now, next week, you're just playing. You're going up to Minnesota to, to you know, you want to bust some heads because they're your rival at this point. Because you can't be talking about playoffs. You got to be going one game at a time. And, well, I mean, they could still win 10 games, you know. But so, you don't see it. Well, it just sure doesn't right. look like that. Right. Yeah, the only gimme that you see on the schedule is Arizona, and they're the worst team in the league. Mm -hmm. You know, you could see the Jets giving the Packers a rough game. You could see any other team on on the schedule with the way that they're playing. Well, and let's switch the sides of the field here. Let's go to defense. Now Now, there's a side of the ball that has a lot of injuries, and you've seen, you know, Kyle Frackerall has not been a favorite to anybody at the station here. And you saw him on a play where he, he dropped off the running back and was wide open in the flat. He totally screwed up. But then in the second half, he came back when he started to get those sacks. And you're seeing it, a lot of the injuries in the secondary. And, however, you still held the Seahawks 27. You know, I mean, it, this it's isn't not a great offensive but we're old. Seeing, no, but we're seeing glimpses of, of, and I think the problem at this point, if you're not going to blame, it's the reason why they're losing these games isn't because of the defense. No, the defense played okay. They did give up over 170 yards on the ground. You know, it just seems anytime you get a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Like any time we played the 49ers back in the day, that Kaepernick looked like an absolute Hall of Famer. We just couldn't stop him. The one game he ran all over us. The next game we shut down him running and he threw the ball all over the yard. You know, it seems like those kind of quarterbacks we have problems with, but we've got problems with all kinds of quarterbacks yeah. this year. Well, they haven't beat a good quarterback yet this year. Yeah, and, and they'll and on the road, it, it's you, you just. There's no Winless. excuse for that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is and you know and this is a lot of Packer fans, a lot of the scuttlebutt was, yeah, this is this is this is a team from Seattle we can actually beat in Seattle this time. Absolutely. And it's certainly frustrating when you're positioned to when you're up as big as they were and to see it slip away. And they totally took the crowd out of it. Right. And uh they gave that all up and and they let the crowd get back in it and it's you know, it really helps when you're watching it at home and you see that is the key is to have the reruns of the office because it keeps your sanity. When you're seeing this Packer game, you you know how it's going to end up. Yep. So you, during commercial breaks, watch watch the office reruns. It helps <laughs> your uh, attitude. You, you, know. you, you throw less things. The remote doesn't get thrown. I hear you. It just, you know, it was – the it's problem is you start watching more and more of The Office instead of the Packer game. The whole game, you know, the game could not have started out better for Green Bay. They, You know, Seattle fumbles on the first play of the game. Three Absolute plays game later, we're, yep. we're in the end zone. So, like you said, Terry, the crowd was dead. They were done. Right. You know, uh, we go up 14-3, and it was silent in there. You know, and then – for Seattle to be at home and for Seattle to have five false start penalties, 
you know, they just were bending over backwards trying to give us every chance and every opportunity. And yet again, it's just another heartbreaking loss in Seattle and and period. The Packers in each of the last three games, you know, are, well, you know, four out of uh, three out of the last four games, you know, when they played actual good teams, they had a chance to beat the Rams. They had a chance to beat the Patriots. They had a chance to beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. And they they shed all over themselves in all three. Right. Well, I think it comes down to there's just not enough talent, especially on defense, and there's no playmakers. That's the biggest. Thing. But Aaron Jones is a pl- freaking playmaker. Not on defense, though. Well, yeah. But Jair Alexander but, I mean, has showed Aaron that Jones he's is a, a playmaker, good. but they don't use him. He, used, he had six touches in the second half, right? Well, yeah, I, I love the uh, four, I think. I love the people that say, oh, yeah, the Packers should go after Le'Veon Bell. What the hell for? Right. We don't like, use a running back right. to begin with. Exactly. You know, the Packers, leave it to them. They'll be the one team that can, you know, start going with, you know, five wide receivers and stuff because, you know, just not even have a running back on the roster. You're not going to use them. What the hell? Right. Well, I don't think McCarthy's that creative, though. No. No, he's not. He's an idiot. Well, we got the first – Prospective coach for 2019. And uh, one of the first report is that Josh McDaniels is uh, is reportedly open to potential head coach opportunities. And there's a potential that the dream job may open up. It was reported uh, earlier this week. And if you look at at things... I'm not a big Josh McDaniels fan, but if you're a Patriots fan, you're thinking, well, or if you're Josh McDaniels, is that a no-win situation when, if you have to replace Belichick? What are you saying? He's going to New. He's going to stay in New England. No, now he's open to uh, other uh, other head coaching opportunities. Oh. So, of the of the opportunities that are supposedly out there. Uh, as they had a listing that supposedly the, the Packers were the sixth most likely to make a cho- coaching change. I'd put that in the top three. But you look at the Browns, uh, Cardinals could be making a coaching change. I mean, all of those. I mean, I think the Packers are number one on the list. Yeah. I just do. because you have Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm not too sure they're going to make a change, to tell you the truth. I really think just they the are. the way this franchise is so conservative with their head coaches, I don't – they, will they made be a all riot. these changes last offseason, and they might ride it for another year with these guys. But I, they can't because, you know, McCarthy's a lame duck. So if you want to sit there and, you know, you don't want what happened this year where it seems like half this team now has quit. And part of it is because you've got a, a lame duck head coach. So if you're going to extend him to not have what you had this year, you got to give him a two-year extension. There's no way in hell that the Packers are going to do that. And if they do, I'm going to burn my – well, I won't renew my season tickets because I would I will go nuts. Well, here, here's what Albert Breer had to say on this. He says, two years ago, Josh McDaniels was on the San Francisco Niners coaching search until the very end, Breer said. And one of the things that the Niners were looking at was pairing them w- with different people together. And when Josh McDaniels was in the running for the Niners job, the guy who at the time had emerged as a front runner for the general manager's job had blown the and who had blown the Niners away was 
Packers personnel man named Brian Gutenkiss, and now who is he is now the Packers general manager. So they've done their homework on each other. I don't want him. I don't want him. I you know he's a distraction. I think uh, his ego matched with Aaron Rodgers' ego is exactly. a recipe for disaster. Right. How do you how and it'll be interesting to, to be the the flying away the flying away in that conversation. You know, are do you do you chat who is the person that chats with Rodgers? Okay, who are the guys who are we looking for? Do they have that conversation with Aaron Rodgers? You better. Well, I think the whole coaching change comes down to Rodgers too. Does he want McCarthy back or not? I think from his uh demeanor in the second half of that game, I think there's a problem. There's a definite problem right now. They had on the NFL Network before the uh, Packers-Seahawks game, uh, Michael Irvin played all these different clips of Aaron Rodgers throwing McCarthy under the bus in press conferences and stuff. And McCarthy has never done done the same thing to Aaron. And and good for you, Mike. You know, classy, call it whatever the hell you want. I'm sure Mike McCarthy would be a very good friend to have. Mm-hmm. He is so overly loyal. He proved that with Dom Capers, who should have been fired four years before he finally get let go. Uh, you know, they proved it time and time again where McCarthy is loyal to a fault. The exact trait you want in a friend, not a head football coach. I think that's a good point. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think when this, if McCarthy does leave, when they look back at it, it it's not going to be a situation with, with like someone like Don Devine or somebody. It's going to be, you know, it, it, but the bottom line is we've had a quarter century of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and we don't, there's only two Super Bowl championships in Green Bay. And the thing you don't want to look is 10 years down the line when Aaron Rodgers is stepping down that there's only been two Super Bowl championships. Yeah, well, Miami Dolphins had a Hall of Fame quarterback for 15 years, and they didn't win one Super Bowl, so. It's not easy to win Super Bowls. It's not, but and it's more than one person that takes to win them, right? And and Marino, I think, and I think there's a large contingent, or uh, all Miami Dolphin fans that are really scratching their heads, and and it, it and once again, who was the coach though? Over most of the time, it was, it was Shula. Shula. They yeah. maybe stayed with him too long, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and I forgot who said it, but somebody said that. Uh, Ten years from now, they're going to make a 30-for-30 how the Green Bay Packers ruined Aaron Rodgers' career uh, by not getting him a defense and not getting him, you know, this whole three-wide rookie-wide receiver crap, all this kind of, you know, junk, the the McCarthy offense sticking with him too long. You know, it seems like for the last few years, the Packers have kind of been needling at Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you really like your quarterback's coach, Alex Van Pelt? He gone. Oh, you really like Jordy Nelson? Get him the hell out of here. Oh, you really like this guy? Get him the hell out of here. It's like they're intentionally trying to piss this guy off. Right. Well, and well, but then on the flip side of that is where is Alex Van Pelt now? I mean, is he somebody that's really out there, you know? I mean, I understand that, but and Jordy Nelson – you know, there there's people out there that say that's one of the reasons why they 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 couldn't afford Khalil Mack because they were buying free agents like Jordy Nelson. So the Raiders organization, you want to say that I, I I'm like, when they didn't sign Jordy Nelson, 
I was like, you knew that they weren't going to keep Nelson or Cobb. Right. One of them in, was gone. In in hindsight, uh, I maybe would have liked Nelson instead of Cobb, but this at this point, maybe Cobb was the right uh, was the right choice. Why? Actually, Randall maybe Cobb is on the side of gone. a fucking yeah. milk carton. <laughs> Who the hell has seen him? He's been out for what? How many weeks well, in a row? Now? Thing, he right. can't stay in the field. So yeah. maybe they should have brought in a free agent. Uh, well, they wanted Robinson, Allen Robinson. They supposedly made a move for him. They couldn't sign him. Well, he's been hurt too. So. Yeah. You know, it's just one one disaster after another. It's it's so disappointing. Well, none of the free agents they've signed the last two years have panned out, really, have they? No. No. But you sit there and, you and know. look at the cornerback on the Jets that we wanted. We all, we were so pissed when, when he went to the Jets. What's his name? He hasn't done anything. Yeah. You know, most of the big-name free agents from last year are having bad seasons. And, uh, you know, but there was a lot of promise with Jimmy Graham. He hasn't turned out. You know, uh, it's just it's, it's one after another. One after another, it, uh, you know, and we're it's trying to put lipstick on a pig because we're trying to make up for the last three Drew horrible years of uh, of Ted Thompson's draft, right? And uh, so you're trying, you're playing catch up on trying to acquire talent for this team, and everywhere they look, they don't find it. Well, when when you guys wanted McCarthy gone last year, I was saying, well, who who are we going to get? And in hindsight, there's a there's a guy in uh, the Rams that we would certainly love to have, and even down 90 miles south to the Bears. Where where do we go from here? I'm still on the Terry? Gase train. I'm on the Lincoln Riley train. Uh, I, you could put Mike Clemens out there, and I'd take that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that guy knows more football than I'll ever know. You know, I I don't care. The, the message needs to change. It's stale. It's old. Obviously, Rodgers isn't responding. The team's not responding. He's got to go. I don't care who the hell you bring in. Yeah, I think you got to look at some of the Rams staff. You got to look at the Chiefs staff. You got to look at some of these younger coaches, get some new blood, new ideas into the system. It's frustrating seeing what the Bears have done just in the last couple of, you know, in the last year, and it's like, yeah, I would have done that. Yep, I would have done that. They spent money. Yep. Yeah. And the Packers, you know, people can make the excuse that they couldn't afford Khalil Mack. Yes, they could. Because after this season, well, you got Clay gone. You've got, uh, you know, Balaga's going to be gone. gone. Cobb's going to be gone. Supposedly, they took the, you know, the Packers offered the same thing that the Bears offered. But they went with the Bears because the picks would have been better. In hindsight, they got that wrong. They got that wrong. They should have went with the Packers. Yeah. You know, it just it sucks because now, you know, we were all excited. And, you know, you go into the season, you got the Packers first round pick. You got the Saints first round pick. So we all think the Packers are going to be great. And you're cheering like hell that the Saints have an absolute disaster of the season. And it's completely vice versa. The Saints are the one of the best teams in the NFC. And the Packers look like poop. Well, it is the it is the, the the green and gold the then and now podcast, and and the then part is going to be also about the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And it goes back to a game I remember, October fifteenth, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, Little Jeffrey was still in diapers. Yes, I was. 
And I I remember hearing this game on the car radio. Okay. For the first uh, for the first half because we were out shopping for some reason, and I remember uh, it was uh, Steve Odom. They took the, it was at uh, at County Stadium in Milwaukee, and the, what they got the green pack the gold package. What do they call that? Yeah, gold package. It would have been you now what they call a gold package game. So they're at a County Stadium. And it's the initial kickoff, and Steve Steve Odom takes the ball back 95 yards for a touchdown. And Bart Starr had been under some scrutiny uh, and under some criticism uh, the week before. And the, the, the criticism at the time, he was too predictable. So on the kickoff, the Packers onside, it, onside kicked it and actually got it. And uh, a play or two later, they, I remember it was David Whitehurst from Furman threw a, uh, a 24-yard pass to James Lofton. And next thing you know, the Packers, it was the first quarter, Packers were up 14 to nothing. And not only that, but they actually scored two more times in the first quarter with a pair of Turdell Middleton uh, touchdowns. And next thing you know, it was 28 nothing. Packers were up over the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, it wasn't until the second quarter that Jim Zorn threw a threw a pass, uh, and a a, a a player I totally forgot, Ephraim Herrera Terry. Yes, that was the kicker. And uh, yes, and the the coach who just recently passed away for the uh, for the Seahawks in that in that game was Jack Patera, who is your stereotypical looking coach of the seventies. He would have been. Uh, he could have been uh, on a, not only an NFL uh, sidelines, but your your local high school sideline with those. Remember those those old bike uh, shorts that they used to have that were too tight, especially if you were like Jack Patera was about twenty thirty pounds overweight. They didn't look any coach look good today. With the high waist, <laughs> the, the high waist. The high waist. Yep. Yes. So next thing you know, the Packers are up. Uh, twenty. Next thing you know, it was twenty-eight to fourteen, but Chester Marco kicked a field goal, and uh, the Packers were able to hold on to the win, forty-five to twenty-eight. And uh, it, it, that year, that was a frustrating year because at that time the Packers were six and one, and there's a little twelve-year-old Stevie thinking, "Oh my God, we're gonna go to the playoffs." Six and one. I mean. It, it, it's like this is this is it. This is because I don't remember the '72 uh, team that well, so I'm thinking this is fantastic. We're going to go to a Super Bowl. And there's yeah. only 14 games then, right? Uh, no, that was the first year where they went to 16. Okay, okay. So and it was, and they ended up uh, eight, seven, and one, as did the Minnesota Vikings. They tied to, and I just I have a I have a feeling this year is that that's where the Packers are end up this year. Eight, seven, and one, and most likely it could be even be tied, especially if they beat the Vikings next week. Uh, the the Vikings could also be eight, seven, and one, and we would lose out on a tiebreaker. But we got the Bears. It'll be interesting to see what the Bears do. But it would be interesting to see if 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 the the Packers and the Vikings all end up eight, seven, and one on top, or they lose out on a wild card uh, because of that. So. Well, if the Packers beat the Vikings uh, next week, then we own the tiebreaker because then we'd be one zero and one against them. Well, my pick this week is is the Vikings over the Bears. Uh, 
and uh, we'll see how that happens. The Bears, the Bears are good. Mitchu Trubisky is a young quarterback, but he still does make mistakes. And uh, you know, at this point, the Bears look pretty good, but I don't, I don't foresee them going uh, eleven and five this year. Terry. Um, yeah, I think I uh, concur with that. I think the Vikings are finally getting healthy. I think Thielen's back this week too. Um, so yeah, I think the Vikings should take that. It yeah, could- I agree. I uh, you know, the Vikings as well as the Bears have played. I think they're due for a letdown. So I'm I'm gonna pick the Vikes as well. The next the next game uh, uh, next it's a, a Monday night game. So the Packers have t- this is almost a bye week for them. It'll be interesting to see how they re- recoup if they in, if they uh, what they do with the injuries. I don't foresee Jimmy Graham coming back anytime soon. Uh, you know, if he was a linebacker, yeah, but tight ends tight ends need their thumbs even with these new gloves. So, but you know, if the Packers lose, it shouldn't be because they're missing a tight end. Well, yeah, they got like six of them on the roster, so what's what's one more down? Yeah, and Tanyan was the hero right. with that huge well, Tanyan, bomb. And Tanyan was the one in, in preseason, and of course it's preseason, but he caught everything. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and he looked good and, and you know, I, I that's why he made he made the uh the roster and I'm glad to see. So maybe this is a, maybe we should see a little more of him. Hey, I wouldn't be opposed. I'll see anything, man. Something's got to change. If if teams are going to go start playing the zone, though, I mean, you, you got to coach these kids up and and learn how to learn to find those spots that are open because Rodgers will find you. Yeah, and that's 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 the most frustrating thing about this at this in the second half last week was, you know, okay, yeah, we do have some rookies out there, but these kids are supposedly and you know the. In order for the Packers to draft these these guys, they got to be smart, and you know they they have all these meetings and at the combines and they do all this testing, and you know I tell you what, Equimanius St. Brown is a smart kid, and you hear stories about the family and everything, and I, I would put his IQ up against any others, and you know this is a kid. He's smart. He needs to be coached up. Terry? Well, the good thing, I mean, they're catching everything thrown to him. You don't see any drops from those rookies. So I think that's a good sign for the future, at least. Yeah, um, supposedly Jaywan Moore, there's some issues there. But that's why they drafted three, I guess, right? So you have that little bit of right. buffer there. So, you know, this is where where you make your – you start making your moves on your roster, these guys making catches and whatnot, and they can move up in the depth chart. So we'll see what happens with Tanya and these other kids. Uh, and, and MVS, too, is another one who's who's is the speed, and that's the one thing the Packers have been missing. So let's see what happens uh, in Minnesota next week. Jeff? Yeah, we shall see. You know, uh, Jamon Moore, you know, the kid needs to learn how to hold on to the ball. Well, I'm not worried about him. That's why you got St. Brown and MVS. So yeah, you know, it, it's good to finally get the burner with uh, with MVS. You know, he is fast as lightning, but uh, you still got to get open. You still got to catch it. So he, you know, he's shown some promise. Hopefully, it keeps going. Um, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in this team. I uh, 
And those prediction videos we do every week on the fan website, you probably see me maybe pick them. I'll pick them to beat Arizona and maybe one other game, and that's about it for the rest of the year. Terry, any final thoughts? Um, no, just start the coaching search now. Anybody out there that sticks out? Not off the top of my that, head. That's no. the problem. I, that's the problem I have. Yeah, there isn't there isn't that one guy in the past. Because everybody had Holmgren on right. the radar, you know, yeah. before they got him. So I, I, you know, I, there's no, uh, you know, it, it, it's, there's not that one guy out there. Hmm, you know, if we get him, it, it's, well, I guess Lincoln Riley is the guy. But I'm always kind of leery about the college coaches coming back. You know, it's been a while uh, since we've had, you know, there, there went the, you know, we, we, we saw those experiments in the past. They did not work out with Chip Kelly and uh, Saban and that. So, you know, it, it's, but Lincoln Riley is, is young enough. Maybe he's the guy that can do it. Paul Chris should be available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You well, know, he's probably the second best coach in the state of Wisconsin after Craig Council. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for another podcast, and we'll see you. Uh, well, like I said, we almost got a bye here, so uh, we'll see you uh, after the the Vikings game. We'll see what happens, and uh, who knows what happens with, if the Packers lose that game or how they play, how they look. This thing could get it, – it'll be interesting. I mean, we're definitely – you know, this is a turning point. Uh, how do the players react – and can they get healthy? And where will we, you know, where are we going to be at in ten days? It'll be interesting to see. Well, we'll see. Uh, definitely follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Green and Gold Then and Now Podcast. You can follow all of us individually on Twitter. Terry O'Brien is at T O B Commish. You got Steve at Steve Zaki, and I'm at Jeff underscore Orlowski. So give How us do you a spell like. O R L O. S-K-I, I think. There you go. No W. No W. Steve, how the hell you spell your last name? It's Steve and then uh, no space. It's just Steve Zotke, Z-A-U-T-K-E. And, Terry, I misspelled your name on the title of the last podcast oh, we you? did. I put Brian with an A-N. It's with an E-N. E-N. Yep. So A-N. I'm I'm dumb as hell. But welcome to the family. Now you know that Thanks, we're man. on the same page. It's fun. All right, there you go. Another Green and Gold podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll chat with you uh, in the next episode to be announced soon.